tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. All right, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 48. Michael Langzer, Jordan Marshall, we're back after a busy weekend. Uh, Yo, and, weekend. and we're literally on the road right now. We are. We're recording while going to an this, appointment. This is a unique recording. We are literally on our way to a consultation up at the Meadowlands, and uh, we're doing this. It's hard to find time to record podcasts these days, so... We're stuck in the car together. Why not? Here we go. So, I, Jordan, I want to talk about four hours, four and a half hours, or five-hour parties. When to pick the right time. And, and, you know, lately, like, people have been saying, I've been doing a lot more four-hour parties than I have in the past. Uh, and, and I've been hearing a lot of people say that five-hour parties drag. So, like, let's just talk about it, make sense of it, and uh, give our clients some solid information. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So, I'm going to start with a couple questions for you. The first cool. one is just... Daytime versus evening, does it play a factor? Right. So, you know, day versus night is funny. Like, I think that people have this, the misconception in their heads that if a party is during the day, that it's not going to be as crazy, it's not going to be as turned up on the dance floor, it's not going to be as exciting or energized. And I don't want to say exciting or energized, but I, I feel like they have a whole different mindset for a day event versus a night. Like, if there's, if you're rocking out at a country club or, you know, a venue with big, huge windows where you can see out, you know onto like you know gorgeous scenery on a beautiful day like you know obviously having that bright light coming in through the through the windows could be a challenge um but i, I think it all dials back again to you know the quality of your entertainment like the, the way that it's treated the way that the event is kind of approached um well the, the audience plays the biggest factor correct if, if you're inviting guests that party regardless of the time of the day right. day of the week you're gonna have a rager right you know? Um, and, and that's why we also, you know, dip into like certain guests and, and people that you invite. Obviously, you have to invite your family and, you know, the, the people that are obviously the closest to, you know, the family, the guest of honor. But having friends, like I know I have like a handful of like, you know, five wild and crazy friends. You know, I want them at an event that I do because right. I know they're going to be out there on the dance floor getting people crazy. Like well, That's what we get hired to do. Yeah. We're, we're those hired yeah. five or six friends. But, yeah. but let's go back. Five or six or four or five hours, daytime party, um, you know, to me... The venue plays a factor in it, and you're talking about time. Well, timeline and how yeah. everything spaces but out. Yeah, you're talking about daylight versus uh, evening. You know, right? Uh, a place like B'nai Tikva, a place like Orem. You know, it doesn't matter if you're there day or night. It looks like a club, right? Um, you know, you book, uh, you know, Battleground Country Club, book uh, Cooper's, which formerly known as Row. You know, there's gorgeous scenery, so the windows. You everybody wants to take advantage of the, the view. Um, so now it's broad daylight. So, if it's a daytime party. Especially with minimal formalities, I, I'm a big four-hour advocate, uh, four and a half at the most. Right, I, I do, I which I totally agree with. If you're gonna, you know, want to knock out your mozi, your candles, your hora, an, an introduction, some directions to the Meadowlands, you know, like all kinds of stuffs happening on this podcast. That, that, but <laughs> if you wanted to knock out all that stuff, you know, you would want that fifth hour. You know what I mean? Like that's where that fifth hour I think comes into play because with four hours, if you're still trying to do all that stuff. Then, in my opinion, it gets a little, you're, you're, it's a little bit uh, squeezed for, so here, for timing. Here's one of the trickiest things, you know, when a client is first booking their venue and their entertainment, 
You know, the question is, how many hours? What's the start right. time? What's the end time? And you're often committing to four or five early. Um, my suggestion is commit to five whenever you have the opportunity, especially if there's no price difference. Um, reason B, you could always do less, but it's hard to do more. Like, it's right. hard to book for four hours and then realize, oh, my God, I really need a fifth hour. Chances are the venue sold the other day part, you know, evening. or like, If you booked a daytime, chances are they sold the evening and now... You lost that opportunity. Correct. Um, How, what are your thoughts on um, the type of guest? Like, you know, like if it's, uh, you know, primarily an adult party or primarily a kid party or maybe it's a mixture of both. Do you think the style of event uh, should play into the, the yeah, amount of hours? I do, but I, I think that that's a big part of it. But it boils down to what you just said before. Are you doing, <coughs> excuse me, kiddish, a mozi, a candlelight, right. a hora, a parent dance, you know. Now, in the Pennsylvania world where we do a lot of parties now, there's the term the sock hop or the record hop. Right. Those are three or four hour kid parties with minimal, if any, formalities. So there's... Well, you know, shout out, shout out to Beach Street. Those are the types of parties that, that you know, right. go on at our Beach Street property. Right. So there's no reason to have five hours. It, it, it will drag. There, you know, if there's not different things to change up the dynamic right. that many times through the afternoon or the evening, then four, you know, three to four hours for this record hop, sock hop, concept makes sense same would apply if it's a adult party you know sometimes it's just a luncheon uh -huh. you know it's it's hey we're gonna have a lunch to celebrate you know uh, the bar mitzvah of our son and it's, right like, no no one really wants to like you know get crazy on the dance floor but they want good musical atmosphere yep maybe and, and games i mean right. those parties that have a lot of games there's foosball air hockey you know great let let the kids play the games let the adults enjoy the uh the food the atmosphere are straightforward um you know, in fact, I'll, I've, I've spoken many times on this podcast about that um, pool party that we did. Correct. That was three and a half or four hours, and one of the best parties we've ever done. But you know, after swimming for three or four hours, it, you know, how much nothing. more? How much more can you swim? Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, if it's an adult party versus kids party, it plays a little factor, but it really boils down to. Are you doing a candle lighting? And let's just say straight up a candle lighting with 13 candles. Right, unless you're doing a hybrid of like three candles yep. or something like that. 13 it's, candles, two minutes candles. 20 minutes, no doubt. Easy. 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 Um, you know, a, a mother-son dance or a father-daughter, you're mm -hmm. looking at two to three minutes. And um, then not to mention, you know, sometimes we have our, you know, uh, our guests of honor, the, the family, the parents making speeches. And not that it's, you know, anything, you know, bad, but sometimes the speeches, you know, go on for a little bit. And, you know, you have like a... You know, parents that really want to talk and you know tell the whole tale of you know uh, from from birth leading up to the day of, of the bar or bat mitzvah, and you know that in its own right takes like fifteen minutes. You know, so right. Um, in montage, I mean, yeah. are you one of those families that can narrow your pictures down to eighty or ninety photos? If right. so, you got yourself a seven minute montage. But if you're like a lot lately who were stuck at two hundred pictures, you're ending up with a fourteen or fifteen minute montage, which is long. Yeah, really long. Um, so, I mean, all of these elements add into what could differentiate four or five hours. Right. And then uh, also, I think another cool or, uh, you know, trending topic on, on this topic specifically is our clients or if you're out there and you're, you're a client that's looking to have some sort of a live show or a live performance, like, Absolutely. you know, bringing yeah. in like, you know, like we have the, the Harlem Wizards that come in yeah. as a basketball show to, you know, perform a, a 45 minute, you know, <laughs> rehearsed show as like a as like a you know a 
a tribute, you know, to the bar mitzvah boy or bar mitzvah girl. And that's awesome. It's a great idea. But you also have to think in your head that's taking up, you know, 45 minutes of what would have been dancing and, you know, high energy dedicated to the show or performance. Yeah. So let, let's flip the script. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think we were going to go there in this podcast, but, you know, we, we often talk about there's too much stuff going on. Yes. You know, have you ever seen anything more than a five-hour party, Jordan? Like, um, I mean, I've done... I've done certain events I think it's more along the lines of like like weddings like an after party or you know uh, doing some sort of like you know but in, in the midst of the world yeah I, un, unless it's a house party I, I can't remember ever having more than five hours right, unless the client comes up to us where it has happened before they're like hey this is <laughs> awesome we want to go an extra half hour of overtime right. or you know which is yeah. right which is you know common if they're having a great time and they want to keep rolling Right, which right. is also common usually at, at in the evening ones because for the daytime there's usually a party going on afterwards. Yeah, and and also, it's usually the after party becomes for the adults because right. the kids are scheduled pick up time on the invitations or you know with the bus. Right. Um, but you know, as much as we want to talk about, should you have four or five hours or four and a half, which I really think is the best scenario I mean, in most cases. I do, and I do think you can get your point across very well within that four and four and a half hour range. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It doesn't have to be the fifth. Um, again, if it's a completely kid-oriented party like we were talking about before where it's just a dance party and there are no no formalities and, you know, it's basically just, uh, you know, a rockin' introduction and just straight dance party with a little bit of food peppered in here and there, you know, no montage, stuff like that. Four hours is money. So you know? let's also talk about a cost-savings perspective, you know? Right. You're on a budget, you're planning a party, mm-hmm. or you want to plan a party that's really, really nice, but maybe you also want to take the family to Israel. Like, you just can't afford to do both. So how do you get away still having a nice party and do it a bit of on a budget? Um, I was speaking with somebody earlier today that's doing a party from 12 to 4. Right. I guarantee the venue hooked them up with a great price knowing that the party's done at 4. So there's no doubt in, in the venue's mind at all that they could definitely book an evening party. Correct. Um, and, you know, for us as well, if we're done at 4, we could easily take a 6 or 7 o'clock start time for a second uh, party for that crew. Right. The and daytime parties, though, that end at 5 or 6, uh-huh. sometimes it gets a little weary if we have the ability to book a second event. So going back to budget, number one, they're saving money because they're doing a daytime party. It's only four hours. It ends by 4 o'clock. But the other factor is you're probably going to go a lot lighter on your appetizers and your bar consumption. You know, if if you're drinking on a consumption, your guests are going to have a lot less to drink on a daytime party. Um, unless you're my, unless you're my friends, dude. And yes, it's, just, it's a 24 hour, uh-huh. 365 kind of thing, seven days a week. But you know, <laughs> cocktail hour. One of the questions that I ask a lot of people if they're doing a four hour party is, you know, how heavy are your hors d'oeuvres? You're doing a huge spread, right? Do you need a full hour? Or if you're doing a four hour party, cocktail hour, a lot of times is 45 minutes. Uh, it's Get in, get a couple hors d'oeuvres, mm-hmm. and then let's get into the main room as quick as we can, get the party started, and then get into lunch. Yeah, no, and I like that a lot. I think uh, also, too, not completely, it has to do with the topic as well. Speaking on budget, you know, we now have our, our clients and, uh, you know, um, families are approaching us with, you know, different days aside from a weekend, like Friday night bar mitzvahs yeah. and, you know, and Thursday night bar mitzvahs. And, you know, they're just becoming this new trend where you know if there's a holiday coming up or maybe the kids are you know off for some sort of break or vacation where they can knock it out at that point um you know we're seeing a lot of midweek uh inquiries as well too which can also help on the budget end we could probably we probably should do a whole podcast on 
cost savings yeah. tips. Yep, um, yep, yep. That's a good one. You know, so, uh, but in regards to four, four and a half, five hours, I, I you know, I really think that, uh, you know, there's some parties at five hours where the end, we're at the end, we're like, oh my God, it flew by. Like, wow. Right. Like, there was so much going on with just time just flew by. And then there's some four hour parties that, you know, I hate to say kind of drag a little bit, but it depends on the audience, depends on the venue, depends on, you know, what else you have going on. Right. Um, you know, you know, each of these elements do play a big factor in the night. You know, montages, candlelights. Yeah. And dialing all that stuff into it, you know, I think if you are just considering any short, any sort of extra either entertainment or some sort of additional vibe that you're going to incorporate, uh, you know, a, a time for a speech, a toast, like we were saying, just put in the back of your head that maybe having that fifth hour to dedicate to that stuff because that time's got to happen somewhere. Right. You know, so that that would be where I would definitely firmly encourage doing the full five hours um but yeah like if you don't have that much going on i think you could definitely get your point across with with the four and the four and a half so nice okay man got anything else to add to this one or should we wrap this up nice little quick one man that's a good that's a good one it's a really good topic and it's been coming up a lot lately um and i love that that's good stuff so i I, you know back in the day when i was catering i Mm -hmm. remember doing a lot of four-hour parties and maybe it was because i was in mercer county near pennsylvania and now that we're doing a lot more PA events, four hours seems to be very common. And, and the PA staff that kind of report back, right. they're very often saying five hours was too long for this group. So, you well, know, it, it's kind of considered like, you know, even though it's not the specific topic we talk about on the weekly, but it's kind of a Sweet 16 format. You know what I mean? Like Sweet 16s for the most part, were, at least around by us, are based on a four-hour event. Yeah. You know, and that's with no real definitive cocktail hour. You have a little mingle period up front. Right. And so you're when you get into it, the, the meat of a, a Sweet 16, you're, you're talking like three hours, three and a half hours, and those parties flow perfectly, and they have candles, they have introductions, they have a daddy-daughter dance, you know, most of the time. Yeah, so it, it's, it's it, just streamlined. It's right. go from one activity to the next without without too much fluff between, and uh, and those parties are rangers. You know what, a, a good takeaway from this, I think, would be if you are back and forth and you're not sure which way to go, um, you know, consult your professionals. You, you know, like, obviously... Hopefully you have a professional entertainment company booked that could put together a really, really good timeline that could help you with that to help streamline the best flow possible for the day. Um, you know, we've kind of, I'd like to think that we've seen just about every situation that's possible out there for events, um, you know, to where we can really make an educated decision on how that flow should be. So definitely, you know, uh, consult with your professionals um, to put together a really good timeline that'll keep everything flowing um, and keep it streamlined. Absolutely. Let's tie this one up. Mastering Myths is episode 48. Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, always a pleasure. Live from the car, baby. We'll see you next time.